0: morning. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Tea Time with Tommy, where we take a few minutes, share a cup of tea together, and we are hopefully able to gain some encouragement as we look at different scriptures and devotional thoughts. Today's podcast is brought to you by Red Velvet Chocolate Puar Dessert Tea from Plum Deluxe. One of life's favorite treats is a red velvet chocolate cupcake, which, if you didn't know, is basically buttermilk and chocolate. Using blending wizardry, Plum Deluxe has created a dessert tea without the sugar or the dairy. Red Velvet is a chocolate PR tea, a rich blend with both cocoa peel and cocoa pieces. Even the aroma is a dreamy and delicious chocolatey treat. So sit back with your cup of tea and let's relax together for a few minutes as we see where this week's podcast will take us.
1: Good morning. A warm teacup welcome to all those who are tuning in with us again this week for Tea Time with Tommy. What a blessing to have you listening and studying God's Word to seek encouragement in the middle of each week. And it is such a joy to be able to provide this short time together. <clears throat> as we've been walking through the book of Ruth, it is certainly proving to be a wonderful study of encouragement for us. And I pray that you're receiving uh, as much from it as I am. Uh, I've got a dear brother in Christ, his name's Jim Peters, and he and I uh, can share a, a fun story uh, of another pastor uh, sharing uh, about God's faithfulness. And so I, I know that today, Brother Jim would appreciate uh, with a smile where I'm going uh, or where I believe the Lord has led us uh, as we continue to close out chapter 3 of the book of Ruth today, but uh, it's just something that we were able to be at a, an event one time, and and this pastor was just sharing uh, his personal examples of God's faithfulness, and uh, that just always brings a smile to my face when I think about that, and uh, I think about Brother Jim and I sharing in that, and so as I've journeyed through uh, these continued studies of these verses, I feel like the Spirit is certainly uh, drawing us uh, to gain encouragement today in a a very practical place uh, through God's faithfulness. Ruth chapter 3, I'm going to begin reading in verse 12, and we will finish out the chapter. I certainly hope that you've got your Bibles with you, uh, but if not, just listen closely. Chapter 3 of Ruth, beginning in verse 12. Now it is true that I am a close relative, again Boaz speaking. However, there is a relative closer than I. Stay this night, and in the morning it shall be that if he will perform the duty of a close relative for you, good, let him do it. But if he does not want to perform the duty for you, then I will perform the duty, as the Lord lives, lie down until morning. And so she lay at his feet until morning, and she arose before one could recognize another. Then he said to her, Do not let it be known that the woman came to the threshing floor. Also, he said, bring the shawl that is on you and hold it. And when she held it, he measured six ephahs of barley and laid it on her. And then she went into the city. When she came to her mother-in-law, she said, is that you, my daughter? And she told her all that the man had done for her. And she said, these six ephahs of barley he gave me. For he said to me, do not go empty handed to your mother-in-law. And then she said, Sit still, my daughter, until you know how the matter will turn out, for the man will not rest until he has concluded the matter this day. Let me first point out, again, the great character that we find in Boaz as he recognizes the request of being the kinsman redeemer. But he points out something that perhaps Naomi had forgotten, didn't realize, or, or maybe didn't even know. We're not told the specifics of that, but there was someone else of a closer relation that could choose to redeem Ruth. Again, Boaz being recognized as a goel, a Hebrew word for redeemer, towards Ruth. But that closer relation to her deceased father-in-law, Elimelech, was available. And Boaz didn't feel like he could exercise his right as a kinsman redeemer, unless this closer kinsman redeemer uh, relinquished his rights towards Ruth. The character. Boaz wasn't willing to cut corners. He wanted to do God's will, but he wanted to do God's will God's way. And he knew that if it was of God, that it would be done orderly and in a proper way. He also continued uh, displaying his character by not wanting that kinsman redeemer to learn that Ruth had come to him before he was able to tell him personally. Boaz shows us a lot of protection. He was a very protective uh, person of Ruth even uh, through these steps. He also went on to measure out six ephahs of barley. <clears throat> he was being a very proper gentleman. Boaz did not send Ruth home empty-handed. You know, I talked about it a little bit last week about the uh, the chocolates or the flowers or the, the texting or the emails. Well, he didn't have a box of chocolates again, but he gave her six handfuls of grain. Now, when I say handfuls, uh, let me give you a little side note here. In studying the word Ephes, uh, that could be a misprint or it could be uh, not of uh, us understanding uh, exactly what that word means in Hebrew uh, because it is the way we understand it would be measured out as more than 33 gallons of grain and I don't think that Ruth could carry all of that home in her shawl Uh, but regardless he did not send her home empty-handed. If we focus on these verses we see the continued character of not only Boaz faithfully stating that he'll perform the duty of the uh, kinsman if the nearer kinsman declines. But we also see a faithfulness of Ruth to her mother-in-law Naomi. In that, I can't help but be drawn to these acts of faithfulness on full display. And it brings everything back to the faithfulness of God in completing his perfect plan of redemption. Found in the pages of Ruth, in the midst of the period of judges for the Israelites, God is still moving faithfully to fulfill his greatest, most ultimate promise, and that is of our Redeemer, our Savior, and our Lord, Jesus Christ. I don't want to jump ahead too much, but at the close of Ruth, we see a list of genealogy. Uh, and in that genealogy, it leads uh, through to David. And none of that could have taken place were it not for Ruth being redeemed by her kinsman, but the kinsman of Boaz. I want to draw your attention to a passage found in Genesis. In Genesis chapter 49, and again, looking at the faithfulness of God. In Genesis 49 verse 10 we read of The scepter will not depart from Judah nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until he to whom it belongs shall come and the obedience of the nations shall be his. Now in Genesis chapter 49 we're given a prophecy of the scepter not departing from Judah. The fulfillment of this prophecy is through Judah, one of Jacob's 12 sons, and he is in the lineage of Christ. And we find that in Luke chapter 3, verse 33, where the Bible tells us the son of Amandab, the son of Ram, the son of Hezron, the son of Perez, the son of Judah. Again, at the end of chapter 4, we begin a genealogy of Perez, a son of Judah, the faithfulness of God. Genesis tells us of Jacob, his sons and the scepter. And when Jacob says to them the scepter will not depart from Judah, he's giving a uh, design, a divine prophecy, a prediction concerning the children of Judah. Centuries later, Jacob's descendants would form a nation in the promised land and the kings would begin to rule. And It was that line of Judah that became the royal line. Starting with David, the line of Judah's kings continued through Solomon, Rehoboam, Abijah, many others, all the way through Zedekiah, the last king of Judah. Jacob's prophecy had come true as we can study and read the tribe of judah possessed that scepter the kings of the davidic dynasty all descended from jacob's fourth son judah but also with jacob saying that the scepter will not depart from judah he was giving that divine prophecy of the one descendant in particular who would come from this line And Jacob says that that tribe of Judah would possess the scepter until the coming of the one to whom it belongs, the one whom all nations will honor. There are some other literal translations. Uh, The King James uses the word Shiloh until Shiloh comes, Shiloh being a title of Messiah. And later in Scripture, God tells King David, the descendant of Judah, that his throne would be established forever, confirming once again the Messiah being a descendant from him. That's in 2 Samuel chapter 7. And in 2 Peter 1.11, the one who fulfills the prophecy is Jesus Christ, the son of David, whose kingdom is eternal. And in Revelation 5, We're taught that Jesus, the root of David, is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Because of Jesus Christ, the scepter has not departed from Judah. Because of Christ, we read it in Genesis 49. At the close of Ruth, we see the genealogy through Perez, whose line leads to Boaz, who with Ruth leads to David. Friends, be encouraged today. No matter what's going on in this world around us, our God has a perfect plan, and his perfect plan will be fulfilled because our God is able, our God is faithful. I can think of nothing better for us to focus on during these Very trying times that we are seeing in the world today. Times that perhaps we never thought we would see. And certainly for most of us, we can't even really understand why it's happening. But that's okay. What we have to know and what Scripture teaches us from the very beginning and now here in Ruth, God is faithful no matter what.
0: Thank you so much for joining us on this week's podcast. Today we heard about the faithfulness of God. We were reminded that God has a perfect plan that will be fulfilled because our God is able and our God is faithful. In Psalm 59, David cries out, O Lord, God of hosts, the God of Israel. David identifies the Lord as the God of hosts, who is therefore able, and the God of Israel, who is therefore willing. How incredibly powerful to know that God is not only able because of his omnipotence, but also willing because of his steadfast love and faithfulness. We look forward to spending time with you next week, but until then, may your cup overflow with his blessings.